Hey, Crack fans. Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code Crack 20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information, one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Welcome back, Crack fans. We are here still live at the 2022 Cleveland Open. It's been a fantastic week of action. We're recording this Sunday morning before our championship final. going to be Yoshihito Nishioka taking on Dom Stricker for the second consecutive week. Those two faced off in last week's Columbus Challenger, and that's why I'm so thrilled to be joined by perhaps the only guest to watch both of these matches unfold. The man who's seen all the action here in Ohio over the last two weeks. It's our tournament director, Alex Guthrie. Alex, Welcome back to the show. How are you doing after two weeks of fun? Uh, it's been an awesome couple of weeks uh, here with the top-notch team putting these two events on. And to see the awesome tennis unfold and especially see Dominic Stricker and Yoshihito just um, just play another level above everyone else, I think. But, um, yeah, no, we're ex- also excited to have you here at the Clean Racket Club and covering this event and emceeing. Once again. No, I always appreciate the opportunity. You give me far too much creative freedom. Hopefully I don't abuse it too much. But no, you you talk about it again, uh, you and the top-notch team. And I know this is year number four here for the Cleveland Open. And I want to talk about Columbus in a second. But the, the biggest thing that stood out to me, and I got here Wednesday. And on Wednesday night, and there was a snowstorm looming here in the Midwest. Let's be clear. The ice was coming. The snow was coming. You know, they were saying, don't be on the roads. And yet, we still had over 100 people here on Wednesday night. And that felt like like a theme. Thursday was a little tough, but certainly Friday, Saturday, I'm expecting a big crowd here on Sunday as well. You guys launched Tennis in the Land, the WTA event last summer as well. It feels like you guys have seriously cultivated a, a community here of tennis lovers in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks for itself that we can um, viably run a ATP Challenger and a WTA 250 event and just get the support of the community because without that, we don't have these events. So um, it's it's been awesome to see and the crowd for Jack Sock on on a Wednesday night, that was the biggest crowd we've ever seen at, at the Challenger in the four years. So 
Um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and it helps certainly that Dom Stricker played with Nico Godzik. Godzik, uh, the local hero here. Hero might be a stretch, but the local player here, and they t- teamed up in doubles. And then you saw in last night's semifinal, it was Michael Moe versus Dom Stricker. Stricker felt like he had the bigger crowd, and he honestly might have. And again, to see this community embrace tennis the way that they have, it's a testament to what you guys have built here with Top Notch. And, you know, again, I'm curious for you as you reflect on this, how do you, how was, how do you look back at these last three events, Columbus, Cleveland, and of course the WTA premiere as well? It's been busy times for you guys. Yeah, we've had a stretch since last March. We've put yeah. on five different tournaments. That's um, crazy. So it's it's been like more of a sprint than a sure. marathon these last 10 months. But now um, after this, our next event's the WTA 250 Tennis in the Land in August. So we'll have a little time to reflect and um, plan for next year. But, yeah, we plan on doing the same stretch next year too. So, um it's been crazy, but we're ready for more. Well, this explains why you're looking so thin. It's nine months of sprinting. But, you know, I want to talk about that WTA event because obviously it's a bold initiative to launch an ATP Challenger, that much more bold to launch a WTA 250 and to be able to do that here in this city. You know, talk to me about the premier event. Obviously, Annette Conteve wins that, and I would argue it's because she won that that she went on to the rest of her success last season. But, you know, what did you see from the crowd? Obviously, that was it's interesting times, but it felt like they really embraced it. Yeah, we honestly weren't sure what what was going to come of it, but it it turned out to be a major success. Um, and as people could see on um, if they were there in person or on Tennis Channel, it was in a unique venue too. Um, and I think I think Cleveland showed up for it, um, and the the tennis was amazing there, um, even before the week of the U.S. Open. Um, yeah, seeing Conservate thrive there and seeing all the great tennis from there and the great community of Cleveland Tennis. Yeah, and, you know, again, not to burden you with this question because it's one all of us are trying to unpack, of course, but the obvious follow-up here is how. How do you get the fans to keep showing up? How do you get, you know, how do you get the sponsors to keep investing in these products? What is it about what you guys are doing that has been, you know, able to generate this sort of success? Well, I think it starts, uh, Kyle and Sam started this challenger together four years ago, um, that was the first ever top-notch event. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, we've just been trying to, when they brought me on, we've just been trying to make everything better and better and better. And that's the only way. Um, we're not, I mean, the last two weeks have been a good success in our eyes, but we're going to the drawing board next year. How can we make it even better mm-hmm. um, for the players, for the fans? Um, yeah, that that's kind of... Yeah, well, if you'll let me editorialize, I will say, talking to all of these players to a T, this is one of, if not their favorite events to attend. And you talk to Robert Galloway, who raves about Cleveland, set a ton of success here, but just, you know, the accommodations and, you know, from everything from training and the facilities to the food all the way through, you guys really do spare no expense. With that in mind, though, Let's talk about some of the tennis we've seen unfold over the past couple of weeks. And again, you were the tournament director in Columbus, tournament director here in Cleveland. Consecutive singles finals, Nishioka, Stricker. Let's start with Yoshi. He's a top-notch guy. Always has to feel good to see him have a run of success. What have your thoughts on his performance been? Yeah, Yoshihito had a tough year, obviously, Mm -hmm. last year. And he kind of said that in his um, champion speech last week that he just didn't have a lot of confidence. And he didn't do it well in Australia either. So to come here... And last week, win five matches. He took down J.J. Wolf in Columbus, which, I mean, to do that, it's not easy. It, it doesn't happen a lot. I think he beat Brooksby, uh, too. And he, Yeah, he beat Brooksby. And then to beat Dom in the final there, I mean, he had an awesome run. So I think confidence-wise, that was huge for him. Um, and 
he kind of um, this week just kept going. Like there was really no pause. Like you did, you never know. Um, two players after they play a long week, play in the finals, maybe they come out a little flat. And um, but perhaps they maybe both of them actually did come out a hair flat. But they, I mean, they've just. They basically um, picked up where they left off in Columbus. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, Yoshi was exceptional. And, you know, against Fabiano, it did feel like he was running a bit on fumes, and yet those fumes were enough. He's still able to track down that extra ball. It's almost like he can't help himself. He's like, well, I know I'm fast enough to get there, right. so I might as well get there. And just his feel around the court. He can put the ball, I feel like, on any target at any moment. Yeah, he could do that. And uh, there's really no ball he can't track down. Like yeah. you said, like you think, oh, Fabiano, winner. Nope, there's there's mm-hmm. Yoshi. So, um, I mean, I, th- I think the same could be said for Dom, that the two, like watching them play, you just think, like, maybe this is the day they finally run out of gas and they just don't. Like, mm-hmm. they're just finding a way to win every match. And um, it sets up for an awesome final today. Well, well, let's talk about Dom quickly. Yeah. And I want to just regale our listeners with some Cleveland Challenger history. 2019, Cressy wins the title. Obviously, what Cressy's gone on to do, immensely impressive. 2020, I wasn't here, so we're going to pretend it didn't happen. 2021, last year, it was part of the rise of Jensen Brooksby. We see him thrive. And now this year, Stricker, back-to-back finals. This kid is just ridiculously talented. Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually had never seen Stricker play before last week. I mean, I've seen his results, but never seen him hit a ball in person or um, on television. And I actually, when you're running a tournament, you don't watch a lot of tennis, especially the first couple of days. Um, and But Stricker versus Sangren in Columbus, that first round match, I made sure, like I wanted to watch that and see what, what this guy is all about and um, he took down Sandgren, and that was, I mean, that opened a lot of eyes. And it wasn't even that, I mean, Sandgren's a, a heck of a player, too. Um, I mean, uh, top 100, but um, Stricker just outplayed him. Like, and even Sandgren's team said, this guy is unreal. Like, it wasn't even Sandgren playing that bad. I mean, sure, you, tennis may say he could have played a little better, but um, even his team was saying, wow, like, this guy is just this guy's gonna be something special. So that kind of like alarm bells went off. Like Dominic Stricker mm-hmm. is legit, and then just to see him win every match in Columbus, and then here, um, yeah, he, he's gonna be something special. How about that serve? It's just so easy. The firepower. It honestly reminded me of Sock, and I told him this when I spoke with him. It's just like if he wants to generate more pace in the rally. He kind of looks at the shot you hit and goes, huh, all right, it's my turn. And then he steps forward and he hits the ball. And I think last night it was the the 5-2 return he hit. He was up 5-2 in that third set breaker. And he takes a backhand early on the rise, steps into it. Or no, excuse me, it was the 6-2 match point backhand return winner that he hits to clinch match point. It's just like 19-year-olds aren't supposed to do that. No, and uh, a step beyond that, like you think, oh, this might be the time he gets a little nervous. Gets like, I mean, he's only 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And in that tiebreaker, he just stepped up and he had no fear. He just like he the moment isn't there's no occasion too big. I know we're at a challenger, not a grand slam. But um, I mean, still, like I played D3 college tennis and I was nervous yeah. and when I was 19. But he's on the ATP challenger tour and there's just no fear. And I think that's one of the most impressive parts. You just feel on his serve when he needs a big point, he's going to win it. 100%. The word that comes to mind is just poise. He's yeah. so poised. Yeah. Point in, point out, match in, match out. And again, for both of these players, 10 matches in 13 days or 12 days, and now it's going to be a slug it out sort of affair. I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction because I don't want to get you in trouble, but I will say this. Give me your expectations for today's match. I 
think uh, it's safe to say we're going to have three sets and stuff. <laughs> uh, I know me and you uh, predicted right yesterday. Yeah. Uh, for the record, but, for listeners who want to know those predictions, we walked into the room yesterday, and I look at Guthrie, and our Saturday schedule was doubles, uh, Blumberg and Schnur versus Galloway and Withrow, and then it was Yoshihito versus Fabiano, then it was Stricker versus Moe. And we look at each other and we go, all right, doubles, whatever. We're done by 130. After that, we're going to be done in that 5-8 to eight range. Nishioka Fabiano is going to be straight sets. It was. We may not have been right about the winner, and I would argue if a sideline calls, it goes differently in that first set. We would be right about the winner, but again, I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, and then we're like, but Mo Stricker, just lock in the three sets. It's yeah. like, we'll be out of here 630 at the earliest. Yeah, and and to clarify, I didn't make the picks. We just we just talked about the yeah, sets. It was, it was the, uh, yeah, exactly. It was the hypothetical. Sets, Sets and then yeah. three sets, but um, but but no, I think we're gonna have three sets in store. And I know the buzz at the Cleveland Racquet Club restaurant this morning is um, it's gonna be a heck of a match. So, I mean, e- either way, I think the fans are gonna be happy with the result, and they're kind of they've been pulling for both players all week. So, um, it's it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, no, I love that. And you talk about the buzz. I saw the mimosas were out. I saw the what's the tomato one? What's Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Thank you. See, this shows you how much drinking I do. The Bloody Mary, the tomato one. I, it's all out. They're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Brunch is in full force. Yeah, exactly. Here. No, I think I saw a hot dog out there too, which is Ooh. it's early. Um, but all right, the last question, most important one, and this might be the one you get most angry for me at asking. <laughs> Over under fourteen and a half bags of popcorn consumed by you this week? Uh, oof. I think. After today, we're gonna hit the over. We're gonna yeah. hit the over. I yeah. like to hear it. Yeah, popcorn. That that's something that could get you through a tournament week. No, it's that's the that's the secret lifeblood of uh, what gets you through. No popcorn doubt. Popcorn and Arnold Palmer. Yeah, <laughs> that's been my go-to. It's that's all right, but you're doing nine months of sprints, so it's fine. You're good yeah. to go. But again, tournament director Alex Guthrie, our friend at Top Notch Management. Always a pleasure to get the chance to talk to you. Always immensely grateful for you, Sam, Kyle, and your tolerance of our nonsense here at Crack Racket. So thank you for having us once again. And seriously. It's my favorite event to come to, so anytime you need me. Yeah, on that note, thank you again for being here, and um, yeah, you're killing it with the emceeing, and the fans love you. Thank you. I don't know what my final day material is going to be. I'm going to make it up on the fly, but Alex, always a pleasure. We'll chat more soon. All right, sounds good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.